I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message.
Our lesson today is from Genesis chapter 35, verses 16 through 20. Leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on toward Ephrath. But Rachel went into labor while they were still some distance away. Her labor pains were intense. After a very hard delivery, the midwife finally exclaimed, Don't be afraid. You have another son. Rachel was about to die. But with her last breath, she named the baby Ben-Oni, which means son of my sorrow. The baby's father, however, called him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. This is the word of God for the people of God. She was a woman that was always in church. She really uh, invested her life in her relationship with Jesus Christ. But this particular Sunday, she wasn't in church. It was All Saints Sunday of 2015. This particular Sunday, she and her husband were traveling to their daughter's home. There they were going to spend overnight and the week to come with their daughter and gather together with family. And so they arrived at their daughter's home about lunchtime, and so they shared the meal together and fellowship together. And this woman particularly was one of deep questions. And she shared during lunchtime that she had all her life been trying to figure heaven out. She had been looking and searching and reading and praying and trying to figure out what heaven would be like. And she announced at lunch, I have it figured out. Well, the family kind of listened a little bit, kind of um, appreciated what she had to share, but then teased, well, now what great question of life are you going to pursue? You figured this one out. Well, that evening, she became suddenly incapacitated, wasn't feeling well, walked out into the living room, and there died suddenly in her daughter's arms. Now this woman, even though she was a follower of Jesus Christ, she had many flaws. I mean, she was kind of a controlling person. And that led to some conflict from time to time. She also was broken. And in many ways, our brokenness that we bring into relationships can cause difficulty again, from time to time. But she loved God. And she followed Jesus Christ. And I would call her a saint. And I would know she was my mother. Her story, like many of ours, about saints that have gone before us, saints that are in our midst, are stories like that. And we heard one this morning, just a snapshot of a saint 
called Rachel. In Genesis 35, we hear about Rachel. Now, I want to ask, sometimes, many times, when we come together from funerals, I've heard it said over and over and over again, families gather for funerals and they reconnect and they say, oh, we've got to get together. We've got to do this more often rather than just wait for a family member to die, right? And so as we are remembering today, I want to reconnect you with our Old Testament family. Just make you familiar with who Rachel was. You see, Rachel was married to Jacob, and Jacob was a twin. His twin brother was Esau. His mother and father were Rebekah and Isaac. And Jacob also, Isaac, their, his grandfather, was Abraham and wife Sarah. They were the parents of Isaac, Jacob's father. And so that connection remains. And then we have Rachel, who is the daughter of Laban. Laban is this brother of Rebekah. So if you do the kind of math in your head, figure out those relationships, yes, Rachel married her cousin Jacob. <laughs> but in those days, that was not against the law. That was not frowned upon. It was actually very common because those are the people that you were in relationship with beyond anybody else. And so they were married. Rachel has her own day. According to the Catholics, the Catholics are the ones that use this term saint very openly and regularly and not just on one day of the year like most Protestants do. It is a scriptural term. Paul talks about, he writes to the saints that are found in the church. He talks about the saints in our midst. And you see, these are the people that were being addressed also, the saints in our midst. Rachel was uh, one of those saints that had gone before us. And as we look at her life, we can learn some things from Rachel's life. One this very limited snapshot that we have of Rachel, we see that she um, was eager to serve. Now, not this particular scripture, but in the verses just preceding, when Jacob showed up, she was eager to serve because it says that she ran to tell her father. This was not a country that was easy to run in. She was eager to serve, to accommodate the other. We also know about Rachel from this particular scripture that she was a shepherdess. I guess not these verses. She was a shepherdess, which is a very, very difficult life. She had to watch over her father's flock of sheep. She had to make sure that they were protected. She met Jacob at the well when she was there pulling water up for her flock of sheep so that they could drink. 
from the water of the well. She had to take care of the sheep, watch over the sheep, travel with the sheep. She was a very hard and loyal worker, watching over what she had been entrusted with. We also know that she deeply loved and was deeply loved. Her husband Jacob worked for her father Laban for 14 years in order to gain permission to marry her. And it was out of his love and the love that they shared for one another, a deep love. Some marriages don't even last 14 years today. Jacob worked 14 years in order to be able to be with the one that he loved, Rachel. And she was a mother. If any of you have ever traveled with your children or grandchildren for a vacation, you know that that gets kind of crazy. It's very chaotic. There's no schedule to anybody's life anymore. You can't find things when you need things. You're just all kind of random, which makes it very difficult to watch out for your children. The children that you've been entrusted with, you have to make sure that they're taken care of, that they're well fed, that they're protected, that they're not lost in the midst of a crowd. This is what Rachel was experiencing, traveling with Jacob and the family. They were headed towards Bethlehem. And not only this, in the midst of having a child entrusted to her, at this time she had Jacob, she was also expecting and eventually in labor with her second. And she did have two sons. This saint had two sons, her husband, her sons, and her are all sainted in the Catholic Church. Rachel's particular day that's recognized in the Catholic Church in sainthood is November 1st. All Saints Day is her day. But her two sons, Joseph was the first. This is the Joseph of the multicolored coat. That's biblical, by the way, not just musical. <laughs> Joseph in the multicolored coat, the coat of many colors. He was beloved by his father. He was the first son Rachel, his beloved wife, had given him. And the second that was born when she died was Benjamin. Benjamin was the 12th son of Jacob. Jacob eventually became known as Israel. His 12 sons were the 12 tribes of Israel. Jacob, um, Rachel's two sons were two, the last two of those 12. She was a saint. However, 
Rachel was also flawed. She was extremely flawed. She was extremely jealous, almost to the point of being very vengeful. You see, her father had tricked Jacob into marrying her older sister first. And she was very, very jealous of Leah. And scripture is full of that kind of jealousy and competitiveness that Rachel had, even though she knew deep down she was the beloved one, she still acted out on jealousy. She was also a thief. She stole from her father. She stole from her father, and when he eventually confronted Jacob, she lied about it to protect herself. She lied about what she had done and concealed the theft. She was flawed. The little snapshots that we have of this woman of faith, she was flawed. So you see, perfection is not required for sainthood. That ought to be really, really good news for us, right? Perfection's not a requirement of sainthood. Nothing that we do earns us that relationship, that identification with God, other than accepting God's love. Living out the love that God has gifted to us and accepting that and living into it. That's what's important. Christianity Today did an interesting comparison and kind of summed up their comparison between heroes, saints, and the light of Christ. And in that article, what, what they actually came up through, and I love the image, that heroes are persons, wonderful persons in our world who walk in the darkness and light torches here and there in the darkness. The light being the love of Jesus Christ. Saints. A saint is a person who walks through the darkness and a saint is the light. Christ shines through them, through their life. Not just through what they do, but who they are. The relationship that they have, the love that they share with God is the same. Now, that begs the question, is everybody a saint? Is everybody that died all saints? No. Everyone has the opportunity to accept the love of Jesus Christ. Everybody has the opportunity to be that. 
That's the qualification of being a saint, is to accept that gift of love and live into it. Allow it to live beyond you and through you. But more importantly is God's role in this. You see, God loves us no matter what. Whether we have accepted and recognized the love of Jesus Christ in our life or not, God loves us. We hear in Romans 8, 39, a summation of the verses before that basically says, nothing, nothing on earth, nothing in heaven, nothing we do, nothing that is done to us, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. And so you see, a saint is one that lives into that love of God, who recognizes it, accepts it, and allows it to shine through them. Those are our saints. And so we remember today, saints who are continuing to live, who live now eternally with our God, we recognize them now.